What's up, people? We got a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson, the funniest human being I know. <laughs> he just left. Uh, you know, you give the guy a compliment, he just leaves. So I guess it's just me right now. Uh, but we have a great show. I'm waiting for Greg Wilson to come back. I'm also waiting for uh, McCorkle, I'm waiting for Don Fry, uh, as well as um, who else do we have? Oh, we have Stefan Bonner coming in. Yes. Uh, I. I you know, Greg Wilson cannot take a compliment because I give the guy a compliment and he just immediately gets off. <laughs> I, I, you know. I, I must be a good comedian because I'm not technically savvy at all. I was trying, you know how like when you, you start recording and that yeah. big message comes up to let you know that the Zoom is yeah. being recorded? I was trying to scroll to the bottom of that so it would go away and somehow ended the fucking thing. So I'm so sorry. I go, you're the funniest guy I know and all of a sudden you're like, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> You know, that happens with girls, man. And, you know, as soon as you show, like, you like them back, like, they're, they're out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Second you're positive with them, they're like, okay, you like me too much, goodbye. That's what my wife told me the night. She's like, you spent half your life trying to get laid, and the other half avoiding having sex with your wife. And I was like, that's not, that's not true. I, I love having sex with my wife. I, I do. It's just a matter of, like, I told her that joke that Chris Rock said. Chris Rock had a great joke. He never did it at live. But he goes, man, right now there's some guy going, fuck. I have to go home and fuck Tyra Banks tonight. Uh, <laughs> like, no matter what you have, but uh, but uh, you know, but and she didn't she didn't get the, she didn't understand why why, why that, that was funny. I'm like I'm like no, that's yeah. If you have to explain it, anyway. I feel like I feel like the fucking Tyra Banks wasn't the problem. I feel like it was all the rest of the time that was probably the probably. It's funny that <laughs> my wife says that you like as soon as I put my mouth guard in, she knows we're not having sex. That's like the universal sign for no sex tonight is the mouth. Oh my God. It's like you're the woman and she's the man. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is going on in your house? Cause in my house is the exact same thing. Only she's the one with the mouth guard. And I'm like going, Oh, I guess we're not fucking then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of issues with me. Uh, here with Don Fry. Don, how are you, man? I'm good. I think you should get your testosterone checked. See if you have any at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like negative five thousand. They had to give me five thousand just to get me at zero. Um, so, uh, but but anyway, I, mean, well, I, I did a show in Vegas last week at the Dirty at twelve thirty, which is great, and it was packed. It was standing room only. It was fucking awesome. And I did a joke about how you know, as far as COVID, everyone wants to know how dangerous is COVID. I'm like, I say we give it to Magic Johnson. Like, like if he dies, we're all fucked, right? Somebody, right. so, so, uh, you know, don't let the jokes get killed. Some guy it's a great joke. It's a great joke. Some guy in the back goes, that's 20 years old. I go, what? COVID came out last year. Like, what? what what's so? He goes, Magic Johnson having AIDS. It's a 20-year-old reference. I, I, I'm like, fuck this guy. Like, yeah, like, but I couldn't see him. And I hate those fucking hecklers that you can't see. Because yeah. one thing, it's like a, when you ever do like a theater, it's like, it's one thing if the guy's in front of you. And I'm like, all right, okay, all right. So how are we going to deal with this? Then I did my next joke about about Jesus, and I go, yeah, that, that joke is 2,021 years old. Uh, and then it was just like, boom, you know. But I fucking hated this dude. <laughs> and then when that got a laugh, that guy thought he got the laugh. It's like a heckler says something, you kill him, you get a laugh, and then he thinks he got the assist. I'm like, no, you didn't get the assist. Like, I'd rather you not be there. But it's, oh, uh, I fucking hate when I get those hecklers that I can't see. What, what are you going to do? I had a very similar situation happen to me on, on Saturday night. I was doing the Supernova show in Hollywood, and I'm doing my closer uh, about, about wet-ass pussy. And, uh, and right as I'm hitting the big line, you know, right as I'm riding into the big final punchlines, some girl just yells out when I, I pause, you know, and she yells out, I've got a wet-ass pussy. Oh, God. 
so you can't not address it. So now I turn around and I'm like, I, I was like, Cardi B's here tonight or something. And I, uh, and everyone's dying laughing. I try to go back to the finish and she yells, and I'm a squirter. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, apparently it's time to pivot. Uh, this is no, you, I hope, I know that you didn't realize you bought tickets to a sex show, but I'm going to bring her up here and we're going to finish this show, right? <laughs> and all this. And then I was like, who yells out? I've got a wet ass pussy. I did this whole act out of it being like a spring, like, <laughs> you know, the yeah. whole thing. Okay. So then after the show, goes great. Save the show, you know, save the moment. Everybody goes crazy. No big deal. Okay. And I'm like, hey, good night. You, you know, okay. I get on the stage, she's all, and she's like, and, and she goes, yeah, you know, I really, uh, she comes up to me, and she's like, I was the winner, I was the girl, I'm like, okay, wait. she goes, you know, I do comedy too, and I'm like, then why are you talking? Oh, God. And she goes, what, I was helping you, I felt like we were a comedy team. No. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's the worst. You send her a check? Yeah. Jesus, I'm going to send her a used condom in the mail, that'll be her page. <laughs> Fucking, I wanted to strangle her so fucking bad, dude. Well, we have so many things to cover today. Uh, obviously, we'll get into the fights that were insane over the weekend, which also, I was in Vegas, and my wife got me tickets to a concert for my birthday of Vanilla Ice, Young MC, Kid and Play, uh, Tone Loke, right? Like, all of these, like, and I was like, like that one of those 90s shows. So I'm like, and it's my birthday present. So I'm like, all right, so a couple people offered me tickets to the fight. But I'm like, nah, I gotta get home. We've been playing this. As I'm driving home, I'm like, what time does the show start? It got canceled because of COVID. The concert got canceled. And someone offered, <laughs> and I got offered a couple tickets to the fights too. So. Oh no, so you turned down the, I thought for sure you were at the fights. I figured no. that's why you scheduled that weekend no. in Vegas. No, I turned them down. But then, and then we had tickets to go see Buck Cherry last night. It says eight o'clock on the thing. But then it said nine o'clock on a different website. So we're like, oh, we'll get there at 8.30. I'm sure they'll be opening acts. They were on at eight. We got there right when they were singing "Crazy Bitch," They're like, like their finale. <laughs> the big hit, the, the one hit. hit. The one, yeah, I was like, yeah. So I missed the whole. Con- I missed two concerts this week. Uh, and it was so funny. Hey, so you know what? What? You know what? There's somebody. Somebody just invented something, and it's really this really neat idea. It's really cool. It's oh, like yeah. a little, little personal mini computer. And they call it an iPhone or phone, <laughs> and you can look things up immediately and find information. You know, like, hey, is the uh, is the show still going on tonight, or can I use it get the tickets from this guy to watch the fights? Or um, yeah, I think, I think I had all, when Don Fry, when Don Boy, Fry, he really wound up for that one, didn't he? He got he got the full uh, fry right there. Well, Don yeah. Fry gave me advice on technology. I've hit an all time low. Uh, that's, I don't think I can you're get fucked. anywhere you're fucked. Dude, then like I got a, a call last week and I was in Minnesota, right? I'm filming my, my big TV show this week. I'm not going to say what it is. I signed an NDA, big show, really happy. Uh, but I got a call like, hey, you want to be on a commercial next week? This is so-and-so from casting. I'm like, well, what are the details? They're like, oh, well, it pays, you know, pays like a grand, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're going to be off camera. I'm like, I'm like, off camera? Uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, you're going to be feeding lines to Jeff Goldblum. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Jack Goldblum is a fucking legend, right? I'm like, they need me for, I, I never heard of doing an off-camera commercial, but oh, okay. So then I don't hear back. And then I, I call, I hit back. I didn't audition for this. I call back like, oh, they went a different direction. I'm like, I didn't even get an off-camera part. Like, I didn't even get a part. <laughs> I didn't even get a part to not be on the fucking camera. But like they went a different direction for somebody else uh, not to be off the camera. Like, uh, like fuck, dude. Now, hey, you know what? You, you said you said you couldn't hit a, a low, uh, go lower than technology advice of Don Fry. You just went lower. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Don. All right. So let's talk. Speaking of low, let's talk about John Jones because he got arrested over the weekend. Uh, Thursday, he makes a, he goes to the UFC Hall of Fame. He made a speech. I didn't see it. I heard it was great. Heard he, he was with his kids, his wife. It was just like a, a, a wonderful speech. Everybody was really happy. Yada, yada, yada. Friday, he gets arrested. Uh, for That's okay. It's only his first arrest. It's only his first arrest. He's a really clean looking guy. Uh, now, Sean, you know, as a guy who's a 
Now, what does this mean? He was charged with a misdemeanor, battery, domestic violence, and injuring or tampering with a vehicle. So I understand battery, domestic violence, so that obviously with his wife, but injuring a vehicle? He used, he used his wife's head to open up the door. <laughs> Roll down the window. Don stole, uh, Don stole my joke. I was going to say, Adam, uh, earlier you were talking about missing that concert getting canceled. I'm shocked that they're canceling events and everything. Like Biden said he was going to like cancel the virus, shut the virus down. And as well as he's done on everything else, I'm shocked that they're still having COVID issues. I mean, that guy's knocking it out of the park left and right. So yeah, um, I mean, I'm really surprised. That we, I mean, I mean it definitely yeah, not. if only people would get vaccinated. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it would actually come to an end. I don't know. It if if only like people get vaccinated, they could pass really, it It seems like people. we have a cure, and all you got to do is take it. You know, I don't know. Look, Sean doesn't want to put anything in his body that shouldn't be there, okay? They, that they, doesn't like, enhance performance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It would enhance your performances abroad. That's what that sounds like. So uh, Okay, all right. Let well, this is a, a John. Somehow went from John Jones to Biden. Uh, I think I, I feel like like McCorkle was just waiting. John, you're like, a guy he, that, like that was his prepared opening statement for four days. It actually, it actually was. Yeah, and like you've been mulling it over. You move pieces around. You know, and then he's like, "Well, I'm just going to say it anyway. Fuck it. I don't want to try and think about this any longer." Shaw finally got moved to number two on my list. Like first Biden, then Shaw. <laughs> So Don Fry, Greg, uh, Greg Wilson, Sean McCarkle, what do you do with John Jones? How do, what's going on? How does this guy, is, it, is, is, is this a lost cause? Well, it sounds like it was one hell of a celebration. That's what that sounds like to me. Like that party must have been a rager. And, you know, somebody invited somebody with the cocaine because uh, that party went to 11. That's what that sounds like. I mean, Shit. He had his kids with him and his wife. Like, what was he doing? Like his wife got into a fight. He said, I mean, I'm just speculating. I have no idea. They got into a fight. He's like, I'm leaving. No, you're not. I mean, what what happened here? Like, I don't understand. I, I just know I was watching the fights, and um, I was watching. I can't remember what the girl's name was, uh, but she was fighting Andrade, I think it was, and she was getting beat real bad. Cynthia Cavillo. And I was thinking, man, I haven't seen a woman, a woman get beat this bad since, well, John we Jones go. this morning. We like, that's all I can think. That's right. You're John Jones's coach. You're his life coach. What he do doesn't have a coach. What are you talking about? He's not a fighter know, but, anymore. No, but let's say Don Fry was John Jones's coach. What do you tell him? I bench him. He bench him. <laughs> I, I mean, you have to bench him. You know, he's not ready for life. He's not ready for life. He needs to sit a, a year out or two out. I mean, he keeps getting that over and over again, and it never makes a difference. It's just, it's just sad because there are so many athletes that you're like, man, if only they would have, like, in their prime, like, had somebody, like a Lawrence Taylor. He could have been even better. Or, like, a Dwight Gooden or a Daryl Strawberry. I mean, there's Mike Tyson. Imagine how good Mike Tyson could have been if he had, you know, stayed on the straight and narrow. And now we're seeing this in real time. We're seeing a guy who's just fucking up his prime, who's undefeated, who, who's so much talent. And, and, and But what is it? You think it's just a – What? It's a perfect lesson. It's the perfect lesson for every wannabe athlete or uh, any person that's going to strive out there and to think that they might want to try drugs. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> well, and I think it also is a testament to every one of these guys, they reach such a pinnacle that they feel like they're bigger than the game. And then they find out that they're not. And yeah. I think that's the lesson there. It's like, it doesn't matter how big you get, you're never bigger than the game. You're always still just a player, and the game can just kick you out, you know, and then everything you worked for just goes with it. So, you know, you're never bigger than the game, and you should always just kind of – I mean, I think that's the lesson there. Hector Lombard, think, uh, you're, 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 Hector, Hector Jr., you're, you're John's coach. What do you tell him? What are you doing? Why are you going to do anything? You think I don't want to eat? I want to eat. I can't eat if you go and ruin the whole meal. That's what I say to him. What, you want me to start because you're the asshole? Don't be the asshole, okay? That's what I say. <laughs> I think that's what he needs. He needs a cube. He's a game. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he needs. It's just crazy. All right, so some of the fights that went on. Did you watch the fights, Don Fry? Please say yes. Yes, did. It was pretty yeah. interesting. That one guy, you know, that, that one guy got, uh, knocked, got knocked down two or three times. 
He's got more fucking saliva in his mouth than most porn stars, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was that, uh, uh, which one was it? Was that that, uh, the guy, the Marab, Marab. Abdurab, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah, that guy, man. I mean, yeah. I love that guy. I mean, that dude, you know what's crazy about that, though, is that he obviously, he got, he got rocked by Marlon Morris. He was out on Queer Street, as they say it. Which, by the way, one time I was watching a fight with a bunch of, there was like a couple gay guys, and I'm like, whoa, he's on Queer Street. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what uh, it means. Where is that? <laughs> Explain to them. Like, they're like, they're they're like where, exactly, where is it? Do I just put that in the Uber? Like, where do you? It's at the corner of Buffer and Dominic Cruz Road. Boom. Oh, there he is. But you let, you didn't work it out. I'm a little disappointed. So, but the guy was smart because he literally ran away. He literally took, turned his back and started running from the guy to clear his head. A lot of times, refs will, you turn your back, and they'll stop the fight if you start running. I think that was a really good strategy. If like I'm rocked, I don't know where the fuck I am right now. I need 30 seconds. Run. <laughs> like, well, I think you're thinking of two different guys because the guy you're thinking of is uh, that Valishli. No, no, Marab. Marab. Marab Okay, he wasn't the one with the spit though. The guy with the spit was Abdurakmanov or whatever. The one that Dachau knocked out. That was the one who spit. Was flying everything. They kept oh, replaying it too. They right. kept showing it over and over again. Oh, like yeah, the most yeah, interesting yeah. thing about the fight was how much spit was coming out of that guy's mouth. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, the, but yeah, the, the way that Rob like cleared his head and came back and won that fight after what looked like a clear knockout in the first round was fucking amazing. I know. And I had him on my parlay too. I actually was in Vegas. I put like I put up a couple, and of course I'm like I bet on Rob. I'm like he's not gonna lose, and I'm like. Oh, fuck. And then when he came back, I felt like a genius. Until, <laughs> until Nick That was Diaz. an amazing comeback. That was really remarkable because he was out on his feet there for a second. But Marlon definitely gassed. I mean, he used everything he had to fucking put him out, and that was it. He didn't have any – I mean, he just laid there and kind of just took it after that. He let him pound his ribs for like three minutes. Yeah, I said he, he landed more unanswered blows than DJ Cali's wife. Uh, so oh. that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, All right. So um, that, the fight that you're talking about, though, the heavyweight, the guy is a cop. He's a cop from Boston or something. Yeah, Dachau's. Yeah, and what's crazy was funny was because he was like. Uh, the guy commenting, Annex said, yeah, he wants to be the best heavyweight of all time. And Cormier was like, please. Oh, like, come on, man. Like, he got, like, offended that he said like, that. Like, he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah, and then right when he's, Cormier was like, come on, man. He just got fucking, he, that guy Doc was clocked him. And then gave him the middle finger, too, which was also a little strange. But that guy could be, that guy could be really good. That cop could be really good. Um, really, really good. Yeah, I just thought it was crazy for once to see a Boston cop beating someone up. You never hear about that. empty-handed is strange. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, now let's talk about the main event that went on because uh, that Volkanovski against Ortega was an awesome fight. Ortega walked in with that purge, those like with the four guys. It looked like it was like Blue Man Group or something. And it was funny because did you see, you see when, they, when they walked in, Greg? You didn't see their walk I didn't see the walk in. I didn't see uh, the walk in. I saw you the fight. You walk in. Uh, McCorkle, you see it? Uh, I wasn't really paying attention. I was too busy crying over how much money Nick Diaz cost me. But <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to walk in. He walked in with like black. Uh, it was a, I mean, I'll have to find it, but it was, it looked like it was like from, it was from the purge and Cormier was like scared. He's like, what the hell is happening right now? What's going on? And somebody had a joke about like, I think it was Brett Ernst, how like, if you do magic around black kids, it's the greatest thing ever because they they just flip out. <laughs> like, like, when, like, like when black kids see magicians, they fucking, they flip. And it was, and Cormier, and Cormier had that expression of like, what the fuck is going on right now? It was it was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, he came. If he was black and walking to the ring. He probably looked like he was watching an episode of Different Strokes. That's uh, right. me. Because he's tiny. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, apparently that was, <laughs> apparently that was quite a big deal with that fucking those purge masks. So, yeah, I didn't. Hold on, I'll, I'll show you. Hold on, let's see. Share. If I could share the screen. Um, here we go. Can you guys see what what I'm looking at right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they 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 walk in like this. Oh, 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 oh. 
know what, though? It's too bad they don't score the walk-in. <laughs> but I thought Ortega hung in there. I mean, he obviously... He, he hung like, in there by a thread, but he got his ass handed to him. I believe I called this one correctly. No, I also called this, too. Yeah, you and I, we were on Volkanovski. He was like a foot taller than Volkanovski. That's what surprised me was the size difference. When I saw that, that was the one moment where I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong about this. But I don't know. Volkanovski should teach a course on how to escape submissions because he was in deep against a high, high-level black belt and got out. McCorkle, how did he get out of that? Different times. Um it was crazy because I had uh, I had Volkanovski. I, one of my bets I bet like a prop bet was that Volkanovski would win in the fourth round. Uh, it paid thirty to one on a hundred dollars, and uh, so he almost killed him at the end of the third, right? So I was actually yeah. rooting for Ortega, but after that I was like, well, I'm at least going to win three grand because there's no way Ortega makes it another round. And then sure enough, he comes out like he wasn't even touched, you know, or whatever. So it was a uh, it was hard not to root for Ortega though, man. With that beating he took, that he kept fighting. That was a uh, that guy's got balls, man. He, he yeah. it wasn't as bad as the Max Holloway beating, but it was close. Like it really was. Don, how does he a guy escape that those uh, submissions? Is it just toughness? Oh shit! I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, toughness. You know, survival. <laughs> you know, maybe a uh, little cheating here and there. You know, shit. Maybe he's <laughs> facing his legs up. You know, with uh, turkey grease. You know, turkey butter. Who knows? You know, he was – that was the thing. When he was in that submission, the first one, and he was kicking his legs like crazy, I was like, is he panicking? Is this, it looked panicked. It didn't look like a technique kick. It looked like he was choking to death, and he was just fucking kicking his legs. And I was like, what is – is he panicking? Is that, I couldn't figure out what was going on with his legs. And then he managed to get himself out there. So I guess I think- all that was creating some kind of, a, uh, of room. I think he also got in his head a little bit because at the weigh-ins, he mentioned the fact that Ortega failed a, a drug test. And he was like, you're a cheater. You're, this is years ago. Like, 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 I don't know, seven years ago or something. He's like, he's like you cheated. You cheated. You're you know, a drug. And then it looked like Ortega was about to cry. Like, he, he looked really upset about this. Like, it really hurt his feelings. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, but Volkanovski is as tough as they come. I was so impressed by him. And, like, I mean, you can't help but fucking – you know, yeah, but come on, man. Give give Ortega some credit. Look at the the guy. He he took a hell of a beating and he kept coming. He did hundred percent. Uh, no, I give them both credit. I, I'm I'm a fan of both. Nick I was Diaz. surprised they let the fight continue though after the fourth. The way he was standing there, they were like, "Can you see my fingers? How many fingers?" Do yeah. I, I was like, "Come on, he's out. He's out on his feet." But they let it go. I was shocked. They held up one finger. Like every... Yeah. No, Herb Dean. Shit. Did I turn off the fucking phone? No, you're Hello. good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, when uh, Herb Dean would ask him how many fingers, and Herb be holding up one, and he'd say two, and Herb pop one up. Yeah, two. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Herb was like, I want to see how this ends. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Funny. I was. I thought they were going to call it. The do- Everyone was looking at him. He wasn't answering the questions correctly, it sounded like. I was surprised they let that thing continue. I'm guessing Herb also had money on a Volkanovski finish in the fourth, would be my guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> something. Well, the guy, listen, the guy has dated Demi Lovato, Halle Berry, I mean, allegedly. Now he's with Tracy Cortez. You can't have everything. You can't have the hottest. <laughs> something, something's got to give. You can't have. That's true. You can't have it all. You can't have it all. You don't no. get all that puss and the title. You're not gonna, you can't have it all. Yeah, you know. And I made I made the correct I made the correct choice by choosing the title. Well, <laughs> um, now, Nick Diaz. I don't even know what to say about this fight because there was a picture of him looking ripped a year ago, like just shredded. Then he came out. He obviously was not. He missed weight, or he said we're not going to fight at one eighty five. They were like whatever. He went out there. He did not. He was in shape. But then he actually, the fight was great. It was like actually a great, it was like a fucking Don Fry fight. Just rocking, socking robots until he got his nose broken and he just quit. I never thought I would ever see Nick Diaz quit in anything, any, either Diaz brother. And uh, I'm still like a little shocked as to what the fuck happened. Don Fry, what are your thoughts on this fight? 
I am too. Yeah. But have you never had? Have you ever had your nose broke? Not by Robbie. Exactly. Yeah. It hurts. And then would you have somebody still standing on your toes, punching on it? You know, after it's broke, it really hurts. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, I mean, if that if that was that might have been his last fight either way. So why stay in there and take a beating, you know, if, <laughs> if you're gonna quit anyways. Who uh, who broke your nose? Shit, I don't even remember anymore. It's been broke about five or six or seven times. You know, after a while, you just go, damn, he broke my nose, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, Greg Fry, do you, do you remember who, who broke your nose? Uh, of course, it's my dad, Don Fry. He was the first one. He didn't even mean to. He was just changing my diaper. And just, you know, I kicked up, and his natural response was, whack, right in my little baby nose. And that was it for me. Hey, that was an accident. I know. I never blamed you, Dad. I never blamed you. I always knew it was my fault for taking a cheap shot at you. <laughs> Just like you, that was an accident. <laughs> oh, why are you going to say it on here, Dad? McCorkle, what happened in this fight? <laughs> Dude, I don't want to go on forever about this, but I will. Uh, you know, I'm, a big, <laughs> I'm a big better on things. Uh, there were several things I knew going into this fight were 100% sure things. One, I was positive Diaz was going to come in in phenomenal shape because I saw the same pictures as you when he wasn't fighting, like ripped in great shape. I was like, the Diaz brothers have never come mm. in out of shape ever once. I was positive. Robbie Lawler having lost four in a row. There's no way he's going to beat Diaz or outlast him cardio-wise. I was positive Nick Diaz wasn't going to quit no matter what, so I bet for it to go over three and a half rounds because I was like, there's no way he's going to get finished or quit. So that's a that's a lock that it's going to go. You know, if he doesn't win, <laughs> it's for sure going over three and a half. I was positive he wouldn't get knocked out, so I didn't bet Robbie Lawler knocked him out. Like, everything I bet it, like was positive like, happened the opposite, and I'm I'm pretty sure Greg told me to bet Lawler last week. I'm not I can't remember. No, no. I, oh wait, I, well, I did actually. Actually, I did say Lawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said Lawler last week, and I was like, well, Greg screwed me the week before when he told me to bet somebody <laughs> I didn't bet, so I'm not going this time. And uh, I'll be damned if like I, I was. Like, oh, Diaz stays in shape around. He's been training all this time. Everything was, like, everything was opposite of anything anyone would bet that knows about fighting. You have like, to he do, came in you must do a betting show. You have to so people know what the right opposite bet yeah, is. Yeah, just bet opposite of everything I do. Like, it is, like, it was a lock, man. Like, I thought for sure he'll come in shape. He'll outlast some cardio. It'll go at least three and a half rounds. Everything I wrote, and it was... So when he quit, when he first took what, his so shirt off and came out, I was like, "Well, that's not good." Like when I saw him with his shirt off, you know. So, so Sean, when he quits, what what's going on in your house when you're watching it? When he quits, uh, I almost like hung myself. I was fashioning a noose because <laughs> had, had he have gone over three and a half rounds, I would have made. I would have lost a lot of rope, probably cleared five hundred dollars. When he lost and quit, um, it killed like seventeen parlays I had that were all just dependent <laughs> upon that last thing. Like, all it has oh my to do God. is last over three and a half, and I'm good. You know? Like, oh my! God. why did he want it five rounds if he was going to come in shape to go one round? That's what I can't figure out. He's Dude, the one that demanded to be five rounds. That's what shocked me. I was like, why is this a five-rounder? He demanded it to be five rounds. That's all I could think was, why would they make this a five-rounder? It's not for a belt. It's not the, ch it's not the, high, the headlining bout. Like, why is this a five-round fight? I mean, he hasn't fought in five years. I it mean, was it, all it, part of a bigger scheme to make me go bankrupt, I think. I think that's what it's really about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they say that speed's the first to go, and, and, like, obviously with Nick, it seems like speed is the first to go. I like, I like these fights, though. I like – I think he should fight Diego Sanchez next. I think he should fight Jim Miller. I think we no, should fight Mike Guida. No, no, I like no, 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 no. He's, he's done, buddy. That was the big finale. And you know what that was like? When I saw it, the first thing I saw when he came out there, and I was like, I feel like right now there's like thousands of Mexican homes with thousands of Mexican children sitting in the room going, hey, why is dad fighting on TV right now? Because he had such a dad bod going in there. Oh, and then, Greg, yeah. Greg messed that one up. There were thousands of Mexican homes with tens of thousands of Mexicans. <laughs> That's true. And then the other thing, I was like, he was breathing through his mouth so hard after round one. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, he clearly only expected this to go one round. And and then when he got, yeah, he busted his nose and sat down. And I was like, I was like, yeah, he can't breathe. The guy can't breathe anymore. He's done. That's oh. it. 
I, it, but he's also partied hard. Like you go on his Instagram, six years of partying. It looked like he just did six years of partying. Uh, yeah. But I'll tell yeah. you what the smartest fight is to make for all, the UFC and everybody is Conor McGregor and Nick Diaz. Because Conor would beat him at this point, and that would sell nine million pay-per-views. And they're trying to get Conor a win. That fight makes sense to me. So. Yeah, I mean, I, it was sad, though. It, it was kind of sad. And, but at the same time, it was a great fight before he quit. So it wasn't like he, he went in there and gave a, a lackluster performance. Well, I mean, it was a fun fight to watch. I wouldn't say it was a great fight to watch because he looked tired. He looked like he was getting hurt. He looked, You know what I mean? I mean, it I, was, like I, it. Didn't, I didn't think it was a great fight to watch. It was fun because it was just swinging. They were just standing there just swinging on each other. I was other. waiting, though. I was waiting. Like, I'm like, because I'm watching with my wife, and she's like, oh, who do you think is going to win? Even after round one, I'm like, I think Nick Diaz is going to win. I think he's going to outlast yeah. him. I think eventually he's just going to take this that many punches and he's going to punch Robbie Lawler out. Robbie Lawler was smiling during the fight. Like, he, like he was having fun. This is the first time I've seen him have fun in ever. Like, well, he never smiles during fights. Well, because he was in great shape. And, <laughs> and Nick Diaz wasn't. Yeah. He looked at it and was like, oh, my God. This is, the longer this goes, the more fun I'm going to have. Seen, I've he never can't seen fucking Lawler. breathe. I'm I've just never seen him have fun before. He was, like, smiling oh. fucking Sam Lawler in there. It was it was. The crazy. only, uh, the only fight I had was Diaz was gassed. Oh, man. Diaz was gassed just walking to the cage. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Who doesn't love football? I love football. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, or onto your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah. The only uh, <laughs> yeah. the only fight I've ever experienced that is when I was fighting Mars Pujanowski and he was breathing heavy thirty seconds in. I was like, finally, somebody gets tired before me. Like I was smiling <laughs> too. Like, I was like, that's great. Finally, I'm the one who's tired. But, you started. You know, Corco, you were twenty and zero, right? Uh, no, I started uh, what like twelve or thirteen and zero. I mean, you Something had a good like fucking career. You act like you were some bum. You, you went you went thirteen and zero your first thirteen fights. Okay. Yeah, but my first 13 opponents had a combined total of like seven wins. But um, <laughs> the uh, oh, well, luckily they were able to, about it. Luckily they were able to come thing. back later in my career and beat me in the rematch. Um, but get them some more wins. But uh, no, I'll tell you, um, dude, you just think if that fight was only three rounds, I wonder if Diaz wouldn't have toughed it out and finished and fought the fight. That's what had... I was thinking too. He was yeah. so much. He would have. If it, well, I was like, why? Why did they set him up for failure with a five rounder? The guy hasn't fought in yeah. six years. You don't step into a five rounder. Fuck that. Jeez. Uh, Curtis Blades, by the way. I know everyone was booing him. A lot of times when you get knocked out or you lose something, you need a win. You got to have a win. You got to yeah. get that one. It's like, and you know, even with girls, sometimes you, you know, get laid. They used to call them slump busters, or uh, yeah, I guess I don't know what women would call it, like dick hookers. Bus <laughs> 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 uh, this was like a slump buster for him. He needed that win, and I'm so happy he didn't give in to the crowd of like getting booed and be like, oh yeah, well look how strong I am, and then getting knocked the fuck out because he wasn't getting fired the night regardless. There was just so many good fights on that. He wasn't getting that, and he needed that win. But I don't know what they do with him now because I, I, I don't know. He's it's just a weird – I mean, what do you think, Don? He's a good wrestler. He obviously can't take a punch for Nganu like anyone really can or the Black yeah. Beast. But he beats everyone else in that. Like, like where, where is, do you think, Curtis Blades in the heavyweight division? Uh, basically, he's going to be a stepping stone. If, you know, if he's number three and he can't beat number two and number one – you're just a stepping stone. Yeah, I mean that kind of sucks because you know he, but he's a good wrestler, a great wrestler, and he's. But he just every time he he, he almost got punched, you were like, oh, he's gonna go down. But what did you think of the Curtis Blades fight, McCorkle? 
Uh, man, I thought it was, I mean, I don't know, it was boring, really. He kind of just wrestles everybody, you know, and holds them down. And it's, uh, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. I usually don't pay much attention when he's fighting, knocked down on his way in or, uh, you know, dry hump him to a victory. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hear I, I'm here for the dry humping. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like to watch him do it. I mean, that's his style, and I like to see Curtis Blades win, and he needed a win. And it's not like this was like a, an uncontested victory or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yarzinho, he, he fought hard. He put up a decent fight, you know. He And Curtis came out of there looking like he'd been in a fight, you know. So it wasn't like it was yeah. – it was some. He, <laughs> Yeah, his eye was all busted up. I mean, he took some, he took some pay, but he came out on top. I got, I got love for the guy, and I, I think he, he's got to figure out a strategy to beat those guys because he's not going to win on power, and he just, so he's got to beat them with strategy. That's what your corner's for. That's what your fucking corner's for, your trainer. Goddamn, if, you know, he needs to get a new trainer, a new corner, a whole new team. He needs to get somebody with a fucking brain. There you go. Watch their opponent dissect them and come right. up with a plan. And right. And make sure that Curtis follows that fucking plan. There it is. Exactly. So that's the and so I think he can still not be a stepping stone. I think he's still very relevant, and I think that's exactly the way he might get over up and uh, over the hump in this division. I was watching with my daughter, and she's like, uh, "Daddy, how come he's blacker than him?" <laughs> I was like, you're racist. No. <laughs> I was like, I told her, I said, look, people come in all colors, and but we're all, you know, beautiful people on the inside and outside. And I tried to, you know, give her that, but I didn't. I was like, I didn't really know the answer. <laughs> like, like, what? Uh, it's a good question. I uh, say racism starts in the home. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you wanted to explain four hundred years of American history. Uh, <laughs> Um, like, well, this country wasn't always so good uh, to everybody. And I was taking my kid to the, uh, uh, she was in the bathroom and there was a, a, a handicap sign on it. And, she, and it was like, you know, man, woman, handicap. And she goes, oh, he, she has a baby. She thought that the woman was sitting down carrying a baby, you know, because that has that like, you know. And I'm like, no, no, the, um, that just means she's, she's handicapped. Uh, and she's like, what do you mean? I go, well... Her legs don't work like other people. Don't work like and then she goes, uh, well, how do they play? How do they play? And she started like cr almost crying. And I was like, no, they just find different ways to play. Um, but it, it's hard to explain this to a three-year-old. You know, it's just like I'm, try I'm trying to say the right thing. With I don't know. You know, Adam, I had a, uh, I had a similar experience with my son. He, uh, he told me something wasn't fair one time when he was four years old. And I said, well, there's a little kid your age in a wheelchair. Uh, and you're not. Is that fair? He goes, yeah. And I said, why? He goes, because I'm not in a wheelchair. So, hard to argue that logic. <laughs> Sounds that's a McCorkle answer right there. That's a, you know they say it starts in the home. So. Right. Wonder where you learn. It's okay for me, not for them. For me, totally fine. Not for that. That's McCorkle. It's so funny because like after my show on Saturday, this Native American people come up to me. They're like, "Hey, we're Cherokee. How come you didn't do any Cherokee jokes about us?" Uh, it's like. Uh, because the last time I did a Native American joke, somebody told me that, like, it was, like, it was like in Vancouver, and they had just found, like, 500 dead bodies of kids under a school that were Native American, like, in the next oh, one yes. over. And they were like, well, we don't know you didn't know this, but I was like, oh, okay, well. And, and then now I got terrible people yelling at me. Uh, for not, and I, They're like, ne please, next time we come to the show, do some jokes. About like, no problem. Anyway. Uh, you know, they should have known. They should have known there was an issue with that school when the kids' pets that died kept coming back to life. But, oh. I don't know. oh, my God. I don't know. You know, I ran into that one time in Alaska. I was like, hey, what are you? And he goes, oh, I'm Native American. I said, oh, really? What, what kind? He goes, he goes, you pick. And I go, oh, I pick? Okay, fine. You're a Sioux Indian. And everyone started dying laughing, but in a way that wasn't to the joke, you yeah. know? And I was just like, what is, it? What is everyone? Turns out you pick is the dominant tribe uh, that around. Oh, yeah. That was the name of the tribe was you pick. So that's a funny joke, though. Like, I did a, I was in a show, there was a person, there was a, an Indian person, not Native American, Indian, India. And I was like, I'm like, oh, you're Indian. I'm like, where, where, where from? He goes, I'm sick. I'm like, well, I hope you feel better. Right. It was like, you know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Lauren Murphy versus Shevchenko. I, um... I, I actually put money on Murphy. It was like, because 50 would have won me 500. And I, I was rooting for her so bad because she's a friend. And I'm like, you know, I really wanted her to win. But 
I think it's just a case of like she got in there and was just, I don't know if she froze, but she was like, this girl's quicker, faster, better right now. Like, it's like she just didn't, it's like she was watching herself lose. Like she wasn't, she couldn't capture the moment. Uh, and the other girl just was dominant. What did you There's think just that? nobody, uh, it's like uh, Amanda New Year's. There's just nobody even close in her division. Yeah. It's just not even, they could drag up, I mean, whoever, there's no one else. She's just that much better than everyone else in the flyweight women's division. It, I mean, I felt like Shevchenko was just letting it go on. She was just like letting it, like not attacking her very hard, like just kind of pop, 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 you know, like, okay, I don't want this to end just yet, you know, and then it's like, all right, it's been four rounds, I'm going to kill you. Like, it was, it was, it well, just, it was, it was boring in, as shit. I slept through week. it. You put it in four or six weeks of training, you want to get something out of it. So, you know, you might want right. to carry him for a couple rounds and <laughs> show, off, show off from the people in Vegas. You know? That's pretty much exactly what it felt like. But, Sean, That's was a, there a way for her to win that fight, Laura Murphy? God, I was hoping so, because if I have to sit and turn around again, like at the end of it, man, I'm going to kill myself. I uh, that love was that. I love it when she does her little Russian ballerina dance. That's like oh, my favorite God. part of the fight. <laughs> I mean, a- I mean, so I mean, the other girl, Chepchenko's up was like eighty and two was a kickboxer. K one, Glory, Lauren Murphy started late, you know, I think at twenty three. Um, Don Fry, what would you have said done differently if you were Lauren's coach? I said, you know what, we need to put some armor on you and uh, <laughs> give you a bat, a samurai sword, and put you inside of a tank. Pretty much. And you're I mean, ready to go. I mean, it seemed like it seemed like in round two, she had a better strategy of, like, dirty boxing, kind of how Randy used to do it when he fought guys, just get him against a cage and just elbow. And, and oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what? Dirty boxing. The whole fucking sport of boxing is dirty. No, <laughs> who fucking came up with that dirty boxing comment? That's the dumbest fucking thing i ever heard in my life. It's like that Superman punch. God damn if I ever did that, I want somebody to shoot me right in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> boom. That'd be ironic if Lex Luthor shot you in the middle of the Superman punch. Hey, Adam, don't you have a guest that was coming on? Yeah, yeah I, I texted him, Stephen Bonner, the, the code. He never, he never came on. Oh, um, perfect. So, um, by the way, Don, you never told us. Last week, you said that there was a, a transgender that, that your wife was cheating on. Uh, turned out it was just a guy with a, a, a guitar. Uh, but but you said there was three other times that you went to guys' houses yeah. uh, that were cheating with your wife. Yeah. What was the second? Can you give us right. what was the second time? Uh, well, the second time uh, there there were two guys there, and they were high, they were behind a half wall because of the swimming pool, you know. So they were over there, and they kept backing up, and I'm like, "You're gonna fall in the pool," you know. And um, I'm like, he, he, the fence is between us. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and then my ex-wife said, you're lucky that so-and-so didn't pull out his gun and shoot you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that really makes me fuck. <laughs> okay. So, so you get to the guy's house. There were two guys behind a fence. They were both sleeping with your ex-wife? Uh, I'm not going to say... You know, uh, right? Um, they allegedly. How about allegedly? Or my right. opinion. So, they, so you show up and you then know? you jump into a pool to, to 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 run from you? No, no, no. There's a one of those uh, three foot, you know, three and a half foot pool fences between you. Yeah. You know, you know, block pool fence, and um, they keep like backing up while I'm just sitting there talking to them. And I'm like, you're gonna fall in the pool, you know. And, and, and then, <laughs> like, not, now, now, what did you want to know from them? I'm not gonna scale this fence. I don't care. I just, I just want, I just want to know if you're her new drug dealer. You know, shit. Got it. Okay. Don was like, don't fall in the pool and ruin your jazz flute and drum set. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sean, there, there goes the duet. Sean, was your ex-wife cheating on you at all? No, not that I know of. Um, I don't know that anybody could have tolerated it long enough to, uh, you know, cheat with their tolerated or attitude. But uh, 
No, that's uh, I don't know. Probably despite her best efforts. Well, hey, these guys aren't going after my ex-wife's attitude. Trust me. <laughs> so I just want to know where your ex-wife lives today because I wouldn't mind getting in rotation. It sounds like uh, she keeps yeah. a pretty good uh, stable. Do you play any instruments, Greg? <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll bring my jug. You got your skinny jeans. I play my. I'll wear my skinny jeans. I'll. Uh, I'll. I'll get a fake ponytail and I'll bring a jug and I'll play a little. <laughs> Works every time. The ladies love a man who can work that jug. I don't know. Wait. So now, did you find out about all these guys at once, or did you know she was cheating and like stuck with her? No, I found it out. Um, Slowly, you know, slowly, um, you know, and uh, one after the other, basically, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, like, God dang, you know, lucky my wanker didn't fall off, you know, shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, I'm not, I'm going to be finding different sized condom rafters in oh. her car. And <laughs> uh. <In> guitar pick. <laughs> Guitar pig is like, why is there a magnum and a slimmer fit in here? I take off my wedding ring like when I go boxing in the house, you know? And uh, so I go to Vegas. I'm driving to Vegas. And my wife sends, takes a picture of my wedding ring because I left it on the table by accident. And she's like, you take it off your wedding ring to go to Vegas? I'm like, you think if I'm going to cheat on you, I'm going to leave my wedding ring on the table? Like, like what, 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 you think I'm the dumb? She's like, well, she's like, well, why would you even think of that? I, I love that that ended with the table. <laughs> you think we're gonna cheat on you? I'm gonna leave my wedding ring on. I like, mean, Adam, was like, Adam was like, "Honey, we all know men who wear wedding rings. It's easier to pick up chicks. Of course, I would bring it with me." Number one, uh, number number two, like, but like, why? She's like, "Well, I didn't know you would. I only think I would just take it off and then cheat." She's like, "Well, obviously, what you planned it out." I go, "No, I'm not planned it out. Uh, but you're just basically like, come on, like you really think, like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna cheat my wife. I'm gonna cut my wedding right here so she sees it, and then I'm gonna go to Vegas. Like, give me a exactly. You take it off in the hotel room. You put it in the safe, and Dude, then you, you, you know, guy, you ever hear about that guy on 9/11 that worked in the towers? That was like, it was on the front cover of the New York Post. He cheated on his wife uh, like the night before." And he fucks some girl, and then all of a sudden, 9-11 happens, and his wife thinks he's in the towers. So she's crying all day because she thinks he's dead. And then he calls her like, hey, honey, how's it going? I'm at work. Like, he doesn't realize. Oh, like, shit, yeah. That's a tower. <laughs> he's somewhere in Jersey having a party. Yeah, and then she's like, what do you mean you're at work? She's like, yeah, you know, everything's good. What's going on today? She's like, the fuck, what, two planes, and then he got caught cheating, and then she told the New York Post what happened, and it was, like, on the front cover of, like, the luckiest, unluckiest cheater, and then, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I'll be honest, honey, I'm cleaning Don Fry's wife's pool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if he's faithful, he's dead, so I guess in some ways, he's got to be happy, at the same time, he's got to be, like, the worst you know, I hope he married the girl that saved his life. Yeah, like they gotta make <laughs> they gotta make a movie about that guy, right? I mean, they got yeah. like that guy's hilarious. Um, Jalen Turner won his fight. He's the guy who like uh, he's the black guy that loves tarantulas. His nickname is the tarantula, but he has like six thousand tarantulas. Like that's his like that's his his like his like thing. Um, I can't think of a six thousand. You know, nothing makes ladies more comfortable. <laughs> Than having six thousand spiders waiting for them back at your place. That guy's—he needs to get out of his own way. <laughs> it looks like he beat this guy pretty fast, though. So that's he good. Did. He's, he's good. I think he should like—I think it should be like WWE, where he takes out the spiders and just puts them on the guy afterwards when he's like out cold. Like, <laughs> um, and then uh, Cynthia Cavillo. We talked about that. Yeah. He said she's never been hit that hard in her life. Uh, and that Jessica Andrade does that to, to you. I mean, she never did. What is John Jones? Jones she, <laughs> you know, I think that's the problem sometimes. And I don't, I don't know if she trains with guys uh, her her size that like kind of pull punches on her, maybe. But I, I would I would think guys her weight hit as hard as Andrade, right? Maybe not, or maybe they're not trying to knock her out in sparring or something. But it, like it's like all these girls that fight cyborg. They're like I've never been hit that hard before in my life. Like, are you not doing that person a favor in sparring if you're not trying to 
hit as hard as Cyborg would be if you're a guy sparring with a girl? Sean, what do you think? I think it's interesting you rationalize that it's okay to beat up women because you're doing them a favor. But um, no, uh, I love I've the way that that's the way you heard it. <laughs> I've never, if I was a woman, um, and I may be, but if I was a woman, I would never train with anything but men. Why would you ever train with a woman? Or like, I don't understand because any man, despite what they'll tell you on TV, any man who fights is going to be stronger, faster than you. You know, more athletic. I, I don't understand why. I see women train together. And I don't. I don't get it. Like I don't. Maybe they can't find other training partners. Like uh, maybe John Jones isn't available to beat him up. Well, and I think it's. But, I think it's to to the point that you're making, and and Adam, which is you know, as a man, you get in there and you know what your job is. But I think you know, there's got to be a part of you that doesn't want to hit as hard as you would if there were another man in front of you. I don't know that it's like, and, and even an intellectual choice so much as just an instinct. Don't hit as hard. You know, so they're not kind of the way. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I've been I've been divorced twice. I would love to get in there and whack a woman. <laughs> All right, well, uh, fifteen minutes into the podcast, got it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, um, no, but it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> Sometimes, like, well, there's a lot of different things about it. I mean, number one, uh, like I know when I coach wrestling, a lot of times guys don't want to wrestle girls, which it, it is what it is, right? But I'm like, well, that's different. That's different. I think you're afraid you're going to get a boner. But I'm always like, hey, treat them exactly like you would uh, a man. It makes no difference. Whoever's in front of you is who you beat, guy, girl, whatever. But I've, the part, part was when I have parents ask me, like during a match, hey, could you not have Timmy wrestle a girl? Because if he loses, it'll, you know, fuck him up. And then, you know, mentally. And then I go, oh, it's a tough for me because a part of me wants to be like, no, he wrestles whoever. What we want to. The other one, it's their parent. They're the ones paying and putting the kid in wrestling i have to come do what their parents says it's always a tough situation for me uh to do but i i do think that like yeah it's hard but, i mean if she's fighting jessica andrage and, I, and i'm i'm the coach of cavillo and i know how hard andrage hits i'm gonna have to tell the 35 whoever's training with her like dude put it on her she has to be able to know how to take that punch but can you train to take a punch sean I mean, to yes. a degree. I mean, eye discipline's important, you know, and like rolling with it. But um, I mean, I, I don't know. People, a lot of people have the uh, mistake, like mistaken thinking that the harder you get hit, the better your chin gets. It's actually the you know opposite. The more shots you take, the more head trauma you take, your chin gets progressively worse um, in time. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's sometimes a girl is just way better than the other girl she's fighting, or even a guy. It doesn't matter. Sometimes the other fighter is just that much better, and you're not. It doesn't matter what you do in training. You know, um, sometimes they're just a lot, lot better. Um, I know that when Bruce Buffer was wrestling coming up, I heard that he said his parents <laughs> instructed him he is not to wrestle with any girls at all. So I don't know if that was a. I don't know if that was a. I, I, didn't, know Bruce, I didn't know that Bruce Buffer wrestled. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. The time, my only time I trained with Roxanne, I trained with Roxanne Montefiore. You tell that story, Greg. Uh, Mike Pyle was like training me for. Yeah. You did I hear a story about that? Me and me and me and Roxanne sparred together. I think so. Yeah, I seem uh, to remember this. I don't, I don't but go know. ahead, please share it again. No, Mike. So Mike Pyle was like, "Hey, I want to train you in Vegas." I'm like, "Okay." So he's like, giving me free lessons. It's awesome. We're doing mids. He's doing jujitsu. But then he's taking it way too seriously. He's like, "You have a press conference tomorrow at three. Be there." He's like, you have a weigh-in on Friday. I'm like, dude, ah, ha, 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 And then he's like, Saturday, I have a, a special uh, it's, it's sparring day, but get ready. So I do like five, six rounds of pile, and he's going easy on me, but I'm still fucking exhausted, exhausted, you know, eight rounds, whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, I turn around, and there's Roxanne Modifari with headgear and gloves. Like, let's go. And I look around, and everyone has their phone out. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Like, so then, like, I'm like – so then like, all right, ding, ding, ding. So then I'm just like, okay, so I just take her down. I just double leg her. <laughs> like, I think she thought we were doing nothing but standing. So I'm just holding her down and then just like keeping her there. And then she gets up and I just throw her on her head again, like under, over, like hip toss her. I'm like, you know, 50 pounds heavier. Uh, but th that was just ridiculous. But Roxy has a strong girl. I was hoping she'd win that fight. I really was. Mm. But that, that girl was a monster. That girl was I like, think Mike Pyle was hoping she'd win that fight because it sounds like he tried to get you really tired so you could get beat up by a girl. That's what I think. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, and now for your final challenge, bring out Roxy. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it was crazy. It was crazy. So this week. Well, that Tyler was, girl looked way better than her. Just so much more well-rounded, way stronger. Like, 
Yeah. It was bad. She beat her bad. Uh, now, now, Sean, Don, is USADA testing during COVID? I, I wish they wouldn't what? test at all, but um, I, I would think it's probably yeah, scaled down a little bit. But what, what was that, Don? All, all, the, all the fucking athletes on the planet need to get together and tell them to fuck themselves, you know? And um, it, it, they do. Those bastards have too much power. And um, especially people in the UFC, you know, they get together and uh, say, no, nah, we're not going to fight. You're going to run that USAPA bullshit against us. We're not fighting. Go pound sand. So you think guys should be able to use steroids? Yeah, shit. Make two different leagues. <laughs> I agree. They should have Just a, like the if they made two different leagues, nobody like would watch the unenhanced league. <laughs> exactly. You have you have monsters over there killing each other in one league. No, and the other no. league is a lot of good many cardio. People, many people in the Christian in the Christian community would love to watch, you know, non non drug induced athletes. It would be a UFC versus Injecta, right? Instead of a Invicta. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to see uh, the USADA test the NFL just one season and see how many players were left at the end of the year. Like about 12 for teams is what you'd have. And they would all be kickers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, so, they had a uh, world record uh, field goal kick in the game for the Ravens. <laughs> so Tyron Woodley, uh, the, the, the bet was he has to get an I love Jake Paul tattoo if he lost a fight. And then that would be he get a rematch. Today he has a now uh, I love Jake Paul on his finger, his middle finger. He got it. Uh, and then he Bro. writes, "I love you, son. Now come and get this ass whipping because I heard you've been talking back to your elders." Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I hate the fact that he did this. I don't like him having I love Jake Paul on any part of his body. Uh, but didn't he have to do it? And which reminds me, which one of the one of the fighters had. I, wait a minute. Who was it? Somebody had a fucking tram stamp. That was uh, what name? That was oh, my, it was Roll. It was Lawler. Lawler had a, I'm like, does Lawler have a fucking tram stamp going on? What the fuck was that? Not embarrassing as I love Jake Paul though. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, know, I know he wants his rematch, but he made a close look, call. What? That's a close call. Thank you, Don. That is a very close call. But he made a million dollars for the first fight. He's probably made over a million dollars in his fighting career, you know, combined. Does he need that? Ex I mean, does he need Yes. That? Really? <laughs> get well, it was the easiest million bucks he ever made the first time. Why not make it again? To get a I love Jake, you would get a I love Jake Paul tattoo for a million dollars? Yeah. I'd get one across my forehead for a million dollars. <laughs> but I, I do I'd love Jake Paul. I would get you know what's more embarrassing than that tattoo is the fact he lost to Jake Paul. I would be more embarrassed than that about the tattoo. Exactly. Yeah. At least that one. Yeah, yeah. At least he can explain away the tattoo. This is what I got a million bucks for this. How do you explain getting getting beat by a non-fighter? Oh God. Don, would you get a, would you get a I love Jake Paul tattoo for a million dollars? Oh, it depends on where I was gonna put it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what about like on your on your arm? Yeah, my arms are scrawny, so nobody would be able to read it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that, but that'd be $2 million. I mean, I Don could I, put it across his upper lip and then grow his mustache in six hours to cover it up, and it wouldn't matter. I think I would, but I don't think I would if I was in his position. If I had the money, which he doesn't need, why would he get the I Love Jake Paul? Woodley's made millions. Not just anyone. He's made millions as the UFC champ, I guarantee it. But yeah. um, I think it's gone. It's, yeah, I mean, he has six kids and an ex-wife, but and he, he said he, he said he bought everyone cars, all his friends' cars and shit. But, oh man, I don't know. All right, so that usually is the first step to a financial security for the rest of your life is buying all your friends and people you know cars. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out great for Tyson and all the other guys. I got to get. Yeah, I didn't make up money by all my friends' bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hang around with some of these guys. Nobody's giving me nothing. So this this Friday night on Bellator on Showtime, they're having a secret a secret fight. It's uh <laughs> M, it's MVP versus Douglas Lima, the rematch. Uh, the, now Lima's only victory, I mean, uh, Paige's only loss is against Lima. 
It was awesome, the first one. Paige is looking great. Lima's kind of hasn't been looking as good as he, as, as he was. He lost his last fight, I think, to Masasi. Um, yeah, no, he lost, a, he lost a Amasov of 50-45, and then he lost to Masasi before that. He beat Ryan McDonald. Uh, who do we like in this Easy fight? Easy for you to say. <laughs> who, do, who do we like in, the, who do we like in this fight? Sean? Uh, I'll go MVP, man. I think he's still uh, getting better, you know, like he's young coming up, and I think uh, I think he'll take it. Don? You know what? Last week I made the mistake of calling all the same um, calls as McCorkle, and uh, <laughs> just because of that, just because of that reason, I'm gonna I would go the other direction. You should put money on it. Uh, yeah. Um, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. MVP, man, all day. I love now, it. Saturday night in Las Vegas, Johnny Walker, who came out like a fucking – he was murdering everybody. Remember, he just came out there. He was just – he was killing everybody. He did like the worm, hurt, hurt his shoulder in a fight. Uh, hasn't been looking as good. Um, he beat Ryan Spann, lost to Krylov, lost to Corey Anderson. Before that, he beat Misha Serkinov, beat Khalil Roundtree. He was just knocking every, beating everyone out. Uh, he is fighting – Tiago Santos. He's the guy with the big hammer tattoo. Yeah. Uh, he's ah. a monster. He's a guy that I thought he – the John Jones fight was really, really close. He lost to Glover Teixeira. He beat – he lost to Rostick. He's on a three-fight losing streak. Uh, but it should be a good fight. Johnny Walker, Tiago Santos. Who do we like? Greg? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tiago Santos on this one. I mean, I know he's coming off a loss, and Johnny Walker's got the win. That's what it says here. But I don't know. No, I like Tiago Santos to uh, to to beat him up, you know, overpower it. Don Fry, I'll go with Johnny Walker because you know, I I like the name. <laughs> you know, um, uh, it might, it might be some good 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 moments in my life. I dig that, you know? and also it's a good area. It's a good area name too. So let's go with that. Jeez. Now, Kevin Holland, who, like, won six fights in 2000, has not won a fight this year. He's, he was, like, oh, he was, a, like, 5-0 and in 2020, uh, and then 0-2 so far in 2021. Uh, but he fought Derek Bronson, and he, and he lost to Marvin Vittori. He'd been out-wrestled. Supposedly, he's been training with Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks is now a cop and a wrestling coach. Uh, he's a good wrestling coach. Great wrestling coach. He's fighting Kyle Dacus, the guy's brother. Right. The cop's brother, uh, who's 10-2, and two, lost to Phil Hawes. I don't think he's a, he's a wrestler. So I think in this fight, um, Kevin Holland wins this fight because they're putting him against a guy who's not a wrestler. It seems like wrestling is his Achilles heel. Don Fry? What's the question? Who is <laughs> Kevin Holland or Kyle Dacus? Um, uh, Holland's training with, um, Hendricks. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go, with, I'll go with that. Hey, let me ask you something. Did you bring enough for everybody? Yeah, yeah I know. He's over there eating lunch in front of us now. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. My wife brought, my, my wife brought it in. Yeah, what? Sorry. I, sorry. Oh, did you bring anything in for me? <laughs> we should all just start eating during the podcast. Sorry, I'm sorry. You you're right. You're right. I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm, I just, yeah, you're absolutely right. Not professional. Uh, no, right. give me a hard way to go. Go back to eating, you twit. Or give me a hard <laughs> way to go. <laughs> no, but it probably is annoying, to be honest. You did, uh, not, trigger, you you did not trigger anybody's sensitivities, okay? You're not me. Greg, what do you have coming up? Uh, October 9 and 10, uh, this weekend, the wife and I are going on a lovely trip to the Northeast to see the fall foliage, because that's where my life is these days. But then next weekend, uh, what is it, 9 10, uh, 8, 9, 10, I'm going to be at the um, Laughs Unlimited in Sacktown, Sacramento. That's going to be a fun one, man. Come out and see me. And Don, what do you have coming up? I'm head down to Columbia for the Bio Accelerator. Um, you know, get, oh, get yeah. uh, juiced up and uh, hopefully fix my, um, fix my body. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, October 7th, I will be at the 
Strat in uh, Vegas doing the um, you I'm hosting the UFC comedy jam. Uh, if you want tickets, hit me up or go on the website, uh, UFC on the, at the LA comedy club. And then I will be in Lansing, Michigan, October 20th to the 24th at the funny is funny comedy club in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, and this, this Saturday night, I'm at the vault in Palm Springs. It's a dispensary. If you like marijuana and you like laughing, come to the vault in Palm Springs. To drive all the way out to Palm Springs, drive past the 3,000 dispensaries on the way, and come to the one in Palm Springs. Yeah. Anyway, I love you guys. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you, buddy. Take care.